0: Welcome to the Faith Bible Church Theology Podcast. Podcast. I am Daniel Nunez, and with me is Danny Salcido and Jake Dietrich, and we're going to continue our conversation on adoring God. We've already kind of looked at a theology of what it looks like and means to adore God in our lives. We've looked at what we. Uh, what it means and looks like for us to adore God in our corporate time of worship on Sunday mornings. and um, it was really helpful to just kind of walk through why we do what we do. Um, and I think that's helpful because we don't often uh, do something like that. You know, we kind of just walk through it. It becomes something mundane and old and something we do every single Sunday. And so we don't really think about the implications and why we are singing songs and reading scripture and preaching God's word and setting up and tearing down and serving one another so if you guys haven't listened to that one i would encourage you to go back and listen to this last podcast Uh, today though we want to move from what does it look like in our public corporate time of worship to now what does it look like in our private lives uh, to adore god and to honor him so i just want to open it up to you guys and if you can at some point talk about what it looks like personally for you to adore god and to worship god i think that would be helpful
1: so my private adoration it starts by me prepping my heart, um, and, and the way that looks like is um, during my commute. My commute, um, actually, let me back up. Uh, since we have been um, spending time in the Psalms, uh, Psalm One really stands out. Has been very heavy in my heart. That blessed is a man. That's uh, this man is. Uh, meditating in the word of God. Mm -hmm. They're they're, um, thinking about it. They're digesting it. Um, And on his law, he meditates day and night. And that stood out, that this blessed or happy or fortunate man, highly favored man uh, or woman, um, is a person that is constantly with God's truth, God's word in his thoughts. Mm -hmm. So uh, because that has, uh, has stood out, in my heart um, I start off by um, listening to the Bible in the morning as I'm shaving I'll put um, the Old Testament or, or the New Testament trying to redeem every waking moment um, and, and again some some mornings I probably won't do it but for the most part um, I, I try to just hit my Bible app and as I'm getting ready to go to work I, I start just listening to the word uh, word of God and having my my thoughts be centered around that. and then I go to work and it just it's like I have that verse, those verses, that chapter, that entire book, because sometimes I'll listen to it my entire commute. I have that in my in my thoughts. And as I'm working and as I'm on a, in the computer or I'm writing a paper or a proposal or whatever the case may be, uh, do an investigation, um, whatever. Um, thoughts of God come to my mind and His character based on what I've just um, read. And then also on the way back, I try to redeem the time by doing the same. Listen to the Word. Um, great tools that we have at our disposal. Yeah. And in doing so, uh, as I'm hearing the Word being read, um, I utilize that time to, to repent of any known sin, how I've fallen short uh, throughout the day, uh, either in thought or deed, um, and then repent of, of having a grumbling heart. This is just personally myself. Dealing with California traffic, it doesn't help, and that's just the simpleness <laughs> of my heart. But I, I tend to see my heart fume, and, and just I start grumbling. Um, and I was telling the men earlier that it's impossible for for me or anyone, I would say, to grumble and adore simultaneously. Mm-hmm. So... If I am grumbling, chances are I'm not adoring God. So for that, I need to repent. Um, So practically, I I try to redeem every moment that I can um, by being in the Word, listening to the Word, um, reflecting on the Word, meditating and forcing my thoughts to be centered around the Word. Um, Should I go on or...
2: I, I like what you're saying I think it's really good
1: yeah <laughs> that's just prepping my heart so on on the way home now after a long day at work um, as you faithful husband know our day doesn't end <laughs> it actually just begins Yeah. so as I am driving and during my commute back home I'm praying that I would not be and by no means am I saying that I get it right because that wouldn't be truthful of me, but uh, I'm prepping my heart to be ready to serve, be ready to be available, and and serve my family mm-hmm. because they've been at it, either with school, uh, housework, uh, and other responsibilities. So I want to come alongside and, and be that servant, but I need to have my heart in the right place because mm-hmm. if I don't, then I, I'll come home seeking to be served rather than to serve others so that's how I practically do it and um, again, I miss the mark daily but that's these are things that I'm aware of I want to come home, I want to serve, I want to be there I want to be available, I want to listen, I want to help out and um, so I adore I, a good way I, that I've remembered this is I adore Christ by being more like Him this is how we adore Him, by being more like Him as he's been revealed in scripture. And I see this practically in my kids. Uh, my daughters, um, at times, I'll see them walking, talking, and behaving just like me. And I would say it's because they love me. Yeah. And in the same way, because we adore God, we want to be like him. Mm. So I don't know if that makes sense, but... yeah.
2: Um, Jake? Yeah, I think um, in similar things of... Uh, you know, reading the Word um, on a regular basis. Uh, I, I wouldn't even say it's a daily basis. Um, I don't, I mean, I, I spend a lot of my week reading the Bible at this point in my life uh, because of the, uh, the blessing and the obligation to preach. Um, and it's an obligation that I uh, take great joy in. Um, I think some practical things about my reading, uh, I spend... Uh, more time reading less, rather than less time reading more, and I'll explain what I mean by that. Uh, I think a lot of times people say like, "Hey, I, I you know, I, I want to read my Bible for 10 minutes, and I'm just going to read through a chapter, try to get through a whole chapter, so I'm going to read through a, a chapter a day, and you might be reading for you know three or four minutes of that." Um, I, I try to spend my time reading less of the Bible for more time, so I will read Ephesians. 1 15 through 23, right now, uh, multiple times a day, um, and then I'm cross referencing to other passages as I'm studying things like that. Uh, but if I'm not reading, it's not before me, you know, I'm driving somewhere, it's on my mind, it's, mm-hmm. it's what I'm dwelling on. Uh, and I think we often talk about reading, but the Bible talks far more about meditating, mm-hmm. dwelling on. As I rise up, as I go to bed, as I, you know, and so we talk about like, oh, you know, we want to rise up and do that immediately. At this point in my life, uh, like devotional reading is not a morning activity for me. Um, It is a morning activity, but not an immediate morning activity. I I get up and I'm immediately waking up my kids to take them to school. Um, I I covet that time with them. Uh, Before I was a pastor, I was a teacher. And, and I loved driving to work with my daughter in the car with me. Uh, and so I've just made it a regular part of my schedule. I, I wake up, I wake up my kids, I get them ready for school, we get in the car. Uh, so the first you know, hour of my day is spent getting my kids in the car, getting them to school, uh, singing with them, goofing off with them, pretending I'm a Menifee tour guide with them, uh, listening to Romans with them, asking them questions to challenge what they believe. Uh, just trying to stay awake with them some mornings, you know, sometimes telling them quickly, hurry up, you're going to get late, you're going to get tardy, we don't want Saturday school. So hey, you first- know what,
1: Jake? I, I like that you're saying that um, because I didn't want to give the impression that my kids don't exist in the morning, but I'm doing this when I get up because my mm. morning does start early in the morning. Yeah. Uh, but I love that, um, that you're being a dad, you're being available to your kids, so... I didn't by any means want to give the impression that do what I do and neglect your wife and your kids as you're listening to the word or reading the word and your wife's out there begging for help, but you're having your quiet time. I mean, schedule it when it's uncomfortable. Yeah. When when you suffer, and not your family.
2: Well, and I know I know most people like you like I, I know like you've said is your practice. Most people who are doing that are rising up before other people like they're not, um, a lot of people in our church, that's our practice. They wake up early and they do it. I think it's a normal, um, very often talked about practice. It just hasn't turned to be the, the norm in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I, uh, I read devotionally a lot throughout the day, even when I was a teacher, my Bible's kind of always on my desk. My, I always have an app open to it. I'm, I'm kind of dwelling on it a lot. Mm-hmm. So, um, so in, in reading, uh, in that I think when I find myself frustrated um, or or not desiring um, the preaching of other men is helpful for me mm-hmm. I often'll will, will listen to a man preach on something to, to con- compel and to stir my heart uh, I will turn to places that are very familiar to me places I love uh, the book of Peter first Peter um, tends to stir my heart in ways that other Passages of scripture might not um, because I've spent much time there. Uh, So I will read through the first chapter of Peter and sometimes end up reading through a lot more of it to compel my heart. Um, I dwell on uh, Jonathan Edwards' resolutions, um, a few particularly. Uh, Like Danny said, often when your heart is not adoring God, it's because it's not thankful. It's often judging others, judging other things for my heart, judging myself. Um, and so I often will dwell on things that uh, Edwards wrote that I think are really rooted in passages, Um, but uh, one of those being, he says, that uh, I resolve to act and to think at all times as I intend to in my most devout frames when my thoughts are most on the gospel and the things of another world. Um, So like Danny said, when I'm just dealing through life, um, because that thought has gone through my mind many times, um, I take note when I'm listening to preaching, uh, when I'm reading my Bible, when when I'm just dwelling on life and God compels me. My, my thoughts are clear on the gospel. And I think about a way I should be a father um, and that I, I don't always choose to be or I should be a husband or I should be a friend. Um, I try to take note of that and, and mentally block that If I was to be the friend I intend to be, this is how I would act. And so when my heart is falling from that, uh, to act in that way, whether I desire to or not at the moment. Um, And I think that has changed my affection for God in that um, it's an act of faithfulness to say, Right now my heart wants to fight with Lauren or Danny or Daniel or one of my kids or this person on the freeway, and how have I intended to act when my thoughts were less on my own feelings and the gospel and another world. Mm-hmm. Um, so that comes to my mind often in, in moments of kind of dark affections, um, n- much quicker than it did at times. I tend to be a person who is, is all the way up or all the way down, for the majority of my life. And I think even in the last five years, God has made me more and more aware how much my emotions dictate my actions. Um, and so personally, I have fought to have my emotions dictate my actions far less. I don't think that's the case for everyone. I think you, you need to know how you're built. Um, and God is gracious to kind of to help us in that. I tend to be a more emotional person. So I tend to seek to be less emotional, about issues. I think some of us are less emotional people and we need to seek to stir (laughs) more emotions, you know, but for me. So I think as far as dealing with my own affections, my my regular practice would be, um, yeah, I'm I'm in the Word um, consistently. I'm trying to uh, think about the roles of my life as an elder um, and how that affects it. Uh, far more through all of my life as a a husband and a neighbor, as a father, as a citizen. Um, I try to think very much in what God has commanded me to do and how can I surrender to how he's commanded that. And that has grown a greater affection. It has not always been my first choice. Um, The ways that he has called me to act have not always been my immediate choice. But in, in trying to apply that. Um, So when I find my heart dwelling, I I lean on those things. Mm. He said, I'm to love Lauren. And and my heart might want to control. It might want to command. It might want to demand submission. It might want to uh, passively abandon and and get away. Uh, But he said, I'm to love Lauren. So when my heart knows nothing else to do, I'm going to listen to him and I'm going to seek to love her and to show her affection. He said, I'm to discipline and instruct my children. So when my heart is overjoyed and just wants to take joy in my children, I generally forget what I'm supposed to do. I just take joy in them. Uh, When my heart is frustrated with them, I I remember I'm to instruct and discipline. When I think about the body of the church that I'm supposed to equip, I'm supposed to, to dwell on how God has made them, and I'm supposed to seek to help them function in that. Um, so I try to, to use the way that God has made me to um, foster those roles. I was talking to another man recently who a lot of us, we are dwellers. Like our minds just mull on things. Um, and in the flesh, our minds will mull on uh, how we understand and know things and, and are better and others are foolish. And in the spirit, I think we ought to better spend our time dwelling on how to serve others. How can we help others to understand? How can we move others um, to a greater knowledge of God? Um, and so that, that is generally where I'm dealing with like a heart that's not affectionate, It's because it's not thankful. It's not using the way God has made me to, to live to his glory. It's reverting to dwelling on myself, dwelling against others, being in conflict, functioning for my own pleasure, functioning based on my own will, my own emotions, my own affections, living in the moment so I try not to live in the moment, um, and I often find myself still living in the moment because I'm a human creature, um, but I try not to, to dwell there um, because my affection for him is not a momentary thing, I hope.
0: So. I think you bring up something really good, Jake. Um, we're talking about adoring God, and you're talking about what that looks like to like, love your wife. And for some people, I think there could be a little bit of a disconnect maybe in their mind. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how did we get there? And uh, I just wanna help connect the dots if I can. Yeah. Uh, to adore God means to honor God, to love God, to glorify God, to praise God, right? Mm-hmm. And oftentimes we think that only happens when we're singing songs, but the reality is, is we are to love God, adore God, worship God, glorify God in all of our lives, every aspect of our lives. Uh, Worship isn't something we just do when we're singing songs at church, right? Worship is offering up our whole lives to God in obedience to God. And so that's why there's a connection. Like you're adoring God as you're loving your bride. Yeah. You're adoring your God as you're teaching your kids and instructing your kids, disciplining your kids. Danny, you're adoring God as you're at work seeking to be a good employee, to submit to your employer, um, to honor God in your thoughts and your words and your actions. Um, and so when we think of adoring God, it's easy for us to compartmentalize our lives and think early in the morning is when I adore God and the rest of the time I'm just functioning as a PA and the reality is no, if you're a Christian, you're in Christ, all of your lives is to adore God. So whether it's early in the morning or whether it's on the road or whether it's at work or whether it's, you know, a conversation you're having with Lauren or Danielle or Dwali, like you're adoring God and how you respond you're responding in, uh, in obedience, and your heart is seeking to adore God. Yeah. If you're responding in disobedience, then your heart is seeking to adore yourself or to live for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, that's that's the connection, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so, for me personally, um, for me to adore God means that I'm overwhelmed by the glory of God. Um, like, I've seen who God is. And I want to worship God, love God, honor God, right? I think Danny said in the last podcast, we love God because He first loved us. Mm -hmm. And so when I see the glory of God, that's what moves me to want to adore God. And for me personally, that happens in in many different ways. I think first and foremost is I read God's Word. And I'm thankful that as we've been going through the Roman study, it's done exactly what you've just talked about. Um, I'm reading less in more time. I think that's how you phrased it. Um, But it slowed me down in my reading time because I was consistently in God's Word, um, but I was reading God's Word in in chunks and just kind of moving on. And The Roman studies slowed me down and caused me to make observations that I wasn't making before, you know, three observations per verse. And I've seen the impact of that in my own personal life that it's caused me to now meditate on God's Word, to take it with me, which led me to worship God and to adore God more. Um, oftentimes when I'm driving to work, I take a moment to just kind of stop and look around at things that seem ordinary to me. Cause I see it all the time, you know, the hills of Menifee, but just to be overwhelmed that God has created all these things and that God sustains all these things. I remind myself that I don't have to go to Yosemite to be overwhelmed by the greatness of God and the power of God that he has created all these things. Like I can see it here in Menifee. Um, and so when I do that, like it, stirs my heart to want to worship God and praise God and sometimes that means I break out in song singing in my car looking like a crazy guy (laughs) just driving down the road. Um, Other times I do listen to preaching. Um, Other times I do listen to just music Uh, that is much like the songs we would sing on a Sunday. It's filled with uh, truth about who God is and what God has done for us and then sometimes I just take time to pray. Um, I think about the ACTS acronym I acknowledge God, I confess <coughs> sin, I offer thanksgiving to God for what he's done in my life, and then S, up supplication. And, um, and that's usually the time when I seek to make requests um, for things that are going on in my life, in my family's life. Um, but even I try to to be intentional to broaden that a little bit and think about our church and think about you know what's going on at work. And so um, those are all ways that I seek to adore God it's um, so through the reading of his word, through seeing his creation and being reminded of God's eternal power and um, that he would create all these things. And then um, as I sing songs as well, and I think a big one for me, uh, you know, I, I was just talking to somebody about it. But um, when I started meditating more and more on the gospel and all that God has done in my life, mm-hmm. it changed my desire to want to um, obey to like, I have to do this. To like, I want to do this. Um, because it gave me a like a greater understanding of what God has done on my behalf. And it made me realize, like, I'm so undeserving of this. That I was dead in my sin. That I was rebelling against God. Yet in grace and mercy, He sent His Son to be my propitiation. To be that sacrifice that would satisfy the wrath of God. So that I might be redeemed. So that I might be purchased from that life of slavery. And be now no longer a slave to sin, but a slave of God. And even more than that, a child of God, a son of God. Um, so when I am started meditating on the gospel, it impacted my life to, this isn't just what I have to do, but it made moments more and more. Not to say this is every day of my life, but those moments became more and more to, this is what I want to do, right? Like, I want to submit because of all that God has done for me. So... Um, I I appreciate what you said, Danny. I think that's true for all of us. I know it's true for all of us. It's not, I think, but none of us do this perfectly. Um, All of us continue, like we need to continue to grow in how we adore God and things that we pursue. Um, But I just wanted to talk about what we do, um, what we do when we're struggling too. So thanks for that, Jake. Uh, Just because I think it's helpful for people to kind of have a little bit of an insight into our own lives Realizing like we are men who take time to stir our hearts by the truth of God's word, um, and so that we could adore Him and love Him with all our heart, mind, and soul.
1: And I would uh, offer some encouragement that if someone listening at this, uh, listening to this podcast, and and they're not in the Word, um, don't and you love Jesus and you love Christ. uh, Our encouragement would be to that you would make some time to whenever that would work in your schedule, I mean, to, to to be in the word and, you know, we're not the standard to follow, but Christians do meditate in God's word. So make that a practice. Um, as long as you're consistent and, um, and you're, you're faithful to do that. I mean, you will, um, start understanding God a lot more. And the response of, uh, and, and the result of that would be that you would be adoring him because now you know him in a more in a deeper level. You'll understand him, you'll be in awe of his character. So again, we're not a standard to follow. We're just kind of giving you examples of what we do and how we fall short and we fall short in many areas. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of repenting and and, and getting prepping our hearts. And we're not exempt. Would you agree? We're yeah. not exempt of the yeah. cares and the struggles and and sins and all that.
2: Yeah. I think in in one sense, um, we're not a standard, um, and and I know in the history of our church, I've I've done a lot to make it awkward for people to call me pastor or other things. Um, but I think embracing the reality that God has set us as examples. And that's overwhelming personally, so I'm just going to talk about you guys <laughs> mm-hmm. as examples. Um, because I think God has made you men example. Like, you men are examples in my life. Um, examples of ways, I think, you know, we've known each other uh, a decade, mm-hmm. close to a decade. Um, and even in that decade, seeing God's grace to cause you to be men who are greater examples Um, And being with you men as we sat under men who we felt like we cannot attain to Christ. uh, But worse than that, we can't even attain to these earthly men who we follow. (laughs) And uh, there's been many times in my life that I've felt overwhelmed by men who are more mature and more faithful. Um, And there remain many Christians who I look at and say, man, if I could have that type of faithfulness or maturity... And so I think it is very possible, you could be listening to this thinking, hearing us say things that you think, oh, every Christian just says that, that's just, you know, they just say that, like, who really lives like that? Uh, And I want to encourage you a whole lot of people um, in faithfulness. And there was a time in my life uh, where I was a hypocrite of the faith, um, and I was immature in the faith, uh, where those things seemed impossible. And by God's grace, every year, uh, more and more as I look back, I think things that appear impossible for my heart become the dwelling of my heart. Um, And God is faithful in that way. As you pursue to adore Him, He does not leave you lacking in adoration. He is not like any created being in that He is infinite, and there will always be more to adore of Him. So uh, don't be discouraged if you look and see others on earth who are better at adoring God. Uh, We all do, and it is only more encouraging that there's far more to adore. There's far more to be after, far more to subject my life to His will um, in a better way, and He is so faithful to do that. I'm thankful personally that you men are examples to that, uh, to others at our church, and that we are... um, a church that is blessed with not only elders as an example, but a, a, a deacon in Jason uh, and many others who aren't holding an office, but are worthy, faithful examples in our church. So plug into life with those people and and um, don't just listen to how the three of us kind of talk about this quickly, talk with others in the church. Let this be a conversation that goes on of how do you adore God? How do you, how do you pursue him? How have you seen your love for God change?
0: So. Yeah, and I think the practice of it might change from time to time, but the one thing that doesn't change: is it's centered around the Word of God.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah that I, that is His clear authority on earth. In in His authority, He has uh, chosen not just to leave us alone personally, uh, but He has chose to call us as a church. And uh, so we love the local church. That is where we will spend our next few podcasts on loving the local church. Uh, we don't just love Jesus. We love his bride uh, because he has said those who love him will love his bride. So we hope that you will continue to listen to the podcast. If you're part of Faith Bible Menifee, uh, we are happy that you continue to listen. If you're not part of Faith Bible Menifee, and we will we continue. We love you too. Yeah. We, but we, are we might not know you. But we
1: are committed to... Yeah. Uh, the ones that Christ has uh, entrusted it to our care, which yeah. is a high calling, and we love them yeah. above
2: anyone else. Right. <laughs> we do. Mm-hmm. And we're going to get all over that with the loving local church, that you should be part of one, you should be faithful to one, uh, and we would be more than happy and are overjoyed if you are part of Faith Bible Menifee.